Sirah, a biography of Muhammad, the last messenger of Allah, written by Professor Dr. Safwat Khalilovich. Chapter 34 Isra and Miraj The Prayer of Taif In the month of Shawwal, of the tenth year of the prophethood, which corresponds to late May or early June, 619 CE, at the height of the idol worshippers, persecution and abuse, the Prophet, peace be upon him, left Mecca for Taif in order to find a safer ground for his mission and win over new followers of Islam there. Members of the Thaqif tribe, to which the Prophet was related, lived in the city of Taif, some sixty miles away from Mecca. The Prophet traveled that distance on foot in the company of his manumitted slave, Zayd ibn Harith. On his way to Taif, the Prophet invited to Islam the tribes they passed by, but nobody heeded the call. When they arrived in Taif, the Prophet visited the three brothers who were the chieftains of the Thaqif tribe. They did not accept his call to Islam either. Moreover, they ridiculed him. The Prophet asked them not to alert the Taif inhabitants of his presence, since he intended to visit other prominent persons in the city and communicate the message of Islam to them. He spent ten days in Taif calling to Islam, but not a single citizen accepted the call. On the contrary, they even pitied against him their children, slaves, and mentally retarded persons. While the Prophet was leaving Taif, they flanked him on his left and right and shouted that he was blasphemous, called him names and hurled stones at him. Someone hit him with a stone at the Achilles tendon, so the blood gushed forth and soaked his shoe. Zayd ibn Harith protected Muhammad with his own body. The noise, shouts, and blows gave the Prophet a headache. On their way out of Taif, they took cover behind the fence of a garden that belonged to Utba and Sheba, sons of Rabia, while their pursuers returned to Taif. Having rested a little, the Prophet uttered the famous prayer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, known in the Islamic literature as the prayer of Taif. Due to its importance, we provide here its original version in the Arabic language, followed by the translation into the English language. Allahumma ilayk, ashku da'afa quwwati, wa qillata hilati, wa hawani ala nasi ya arhamar rahimin, anta rabbul mustad'afin, wa anta rabbi ila man takiluni. إلى بعيد يتجهمون أم إلى قريب ملكته أمري إن لم يكن بك علي غضب فلا أبالي ولكن عافيتك أوسعوا لي أعوذ بنور وجهك الذي أشرقت له الظلمات والصلح عليه أمر الدنيا والآخرة من أن تنزل بغضبك أو يحل علي سخطك 
لك العتبة حتى ترضى ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بك O Allah I complain to you O my weakness my helplessness and my lowlines before men O most merciful you are the Lord O the weak and you are my Lord into whose hands will you entrust me unto some far of stranger who will receive me with hostility or unto a foe who is close by and whom you have empowered against me O Allah so long as you are not angry with me I care not what happens to me but your favor is all that counts for me I take refuge in the light of your countenance by which all darkness is illuminated and the things of this world and the next are rightly ordered lest your wrath or your punishment descend upon me I wish to please you until you are well pleased there is no power and no might except through you this prayer clearly shows the Prophet's concern for Islam and Muslims the pagans attacks became intolerable in Mecca and the situation in Taif was not better either the citizens of Taif even started hurling stones at him after he had spent only a couple of days in the city. The prayer of Taif is very beautiful and useful. We see that the Prophet peace be upon him introspects himself and others. So long as you are not angry with me, it means so long as what has befallen me is not a result of something I had done that incited your anger then I do not care, I will endure it easily. Therefore, the Prophet analyzes his own life, checking for a potential mistake or offense of his own. This is a lesson for everyone to look into one's own life, primarily when looking for the causes of inconveniences that befall one. Human beings tend to blame others for everything that happens to them, but these events in the Prophet's life are a clear guidance on how the faithful should behave. They must constantly analyze their own lives and set right any errors or omissions. Example of Prophet's Graciousness and Compassion when Rabia's sons, Utba and Sheba, heard the Prophet's prayer, they felt pity. So they sent a young man named Adas with some grapes for the Prophet and his companion. Having taken the grapes in his hand, the Prophet first said, Bismillah, in the name of God, and then started eating. Adas, who was a Christian, watched in amazement as nobody in that area had ever uttered these words. The Prophet asked him where he was from, and Adas said that he was a Christian from Nineveh. So you come from the village of the righteous man, Jonah, Yunus, son of Amittai, exclaimed the Prophet. How do you know of Jonah, son of Amittai? Adas asked in surprise. He is my brother, he was a prophet, and I am a prophet too, answered Muhammad peace be upon him. These words delighted Adas, so he kissed the prophet's head and hands. Rabia's sons were watching it, and they said, 
that man there will corrupt our boy. The boy shall no longer listen to him. When Adas returned, they reprimanded him for his behavior and ignored his explanation. That man told me something only a prophet could know. After this event, the messenger of God and Zaid continued their journey to Mecca. When they reached a place called Qarnul Manazil, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Gabriel, peace be upon him, together with the angel of mountains, Malakul Jibal. The Prophet had a choice. If he wished to punish his fellow tribesmen who insulted, harassed, and even physically mistreated him, now was the time. The angel of mountains said that he was ready to send down a punishment on the Prophet's people and raise them to the ground, should the Prophet order him to do so. However, the Prophet did not want it, but said that he wished Allah would guide them and give them descendants who would profess pure monotheism, tawhid. Due to the importance of this event that speaks about the Prophet's graciousness and compassion, we will quote the tradition recorded by Imam al-Bukhari in his Sahih. According to the tradition transmitted by Urwa ibn Zubayr, Aisha radiallahu anha told him that she asked the Prophet if he had ever experienced a worse day than the day of the Battle of Uhud. The Prophet answered, I have experienced plenty of unpleasant things from your people, but the worst thing they did to me happened in Taif, when I was exposed to humiliation in front of the son of Abdul Jalal, Ibn Abdul Kalalum. He did not heed my call to Islam. I departed worried and pensive. I awoke from my pensiveness in a place called Qarnul Menazil when I noticed a cloud that was shading me. I looked up and saw Gabriel. He told me, Allah heard what they told you, so he has sent you the angel of mountains and you can order him to do whatever you wish to these people. That angel then greeted me with greetings of peace and told me, O Muhammad, it is so, command whatever you want. If you wish, I will let these two hills above Mecca fall on them. The messenger of God responded, no, I do not want it. I pray to Allah to give them descendants who will worship Allah alone without associating partners to him. This event speaks of the Prophet's unparalleled compassion and graciousness, not even in those difficult moments when he was overcome by distress caused by the pagans' insults and harassment. Did the Prophet went their destruction by divine punishment, but prayed for them and hoped that they and their descendants would become aware of the exalted Creator and become Muslims one day. This is only one of a multitude of examples of the Prophet's graciousness and highly ethical character. He who was sent as a mercy to all people, alameen, felt in his heart mercy for all people, even those who insulted him and caused him the ache whose intensity we can fathom to some extent at least if we ponder on the tithe prayer to Allah. Such examples are actually the best answer to everyone attacking and slandering the Prophet, peace be upon him.